Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Boy, if you heard the conversation in between <laughs> the segments we've been having as guys and talking about prostates and exams and uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, and I asked Rich on the break, uh, by the way, thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. You're listening to a show for men by men. If you're just tuning in on the radio. This is a show for yeah, This is a show for men by men. <laughs> talking about man stuff. We are talking about man stuff today. And uh, I asked Rich, I said, when did you find out you had prostate cancer? He said, I just went with a routine check i had no symptoms other than he was going to the bathroom a little bit more and he was 46 years old so uh, so chad you're 43 43 i think I, it's on my schedule of things to do not today <laughs> but i'm just saying <laughs> yeah so we're talking about the old exam so we're not going to go into any more details on that but you know we need to have those as men right? that's so, exactly yeah. that's exactly right you know i yes i i'm i, I deviate okay I deviate. Ba- back to the, the to the point at hand here um <laughs> Mike, you've been battling cancer for 28 years, mm-hmm. and, and, and Rich, five and a half years. The cancer came back uh, a, a, year, a little over a year, year and a half ago, and you went through chemo, and now you're in remission. Is that right? Uh, you can call it that. I kind mean, of a somewhat of a remission-like. Yeah, the, the cancer never leaves your body. I mean, right. the, for, yes, the cancer never. It's just in a state right now where it's kind of, I like to say where it's kind of hiding Dor- dormant, I use the dormant. word dormant. Dormant, yes, that's that's a good word mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so it, it, dormant is is yeah. probably a really good word to use. Okay, yeah. so how, so you know the Bible says, and and Jesus says this: in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. How do you maintain? I mean, I I know both of you guys. You mm-hmm. you uh, Mike, we've worked together for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you maintain joy and peace in the midst of surgery and radiation and chemo and all the junk uh, that goes? How, how do you guys do that? Well, I told you, you know, except it was inconvenient at times, you know, the, the process of the, everything you just talked about. But I think the, the key is knowing where your hope is. I really do. And, Amen. Uh, if you don't know where that hope is, then you're really going to be lost. Now, each one of us will go through different emotions depending on our makeup. Okay, I didn't go through much depression. I went through a little bit of anger and uh, a little bit of why me. They don't know what caused my cancer. That's the bad part about it. You don't. You don't know what caused it. And that's always aggravating because you want to know what did I do wrong or what did, you know. And I blame it on my parents who were both of them three-pack-a-day smokers. And when I grew up, I lived in that environment for years, and maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't know. The brain tumor, same way. You know, how do you get a brain tumor? You know, both of them have come back and, you know, had to be redone. Um, And, of course, the squamous cell carcinoma lives with you all the time, and and the skin cancers live with you all the time. But um, I think it's just, I think the big issue for me was trying to keep a positive attitude and recognizing the fact that whatever happens, I win. Absolutely. Whatever happens, I win. You win. Mike, in in between the break, you you said when you were diagnosed Mm -hmm. that a preacher came and said something to you. What, What did he tell you? Well, we had been in a church in Lafayette, Indiana, before we moved to Chicago, and an old preacher, he was about 70 years old at that time, 
came to our house one one day in Chicago. We didn't know he was coming. And he sat down and he looked at me and he said, well, and this is this what you've been working for all your life? <laughs> you know, thinking I'm going to die. So <laughs> and I, I looked at him and said, well, I guess it is. <laughs> and, um, and it was interesting. Not at 45. Yeah. But it was interesting because at that, um, within two weeks of that, I uh, was here in Louisville telling the people at the church that I was coming to um, that um, I had terminal cancer and they probably wouldn't want to hire me after all. And they said, yes, we are. We're going to hire you. And uh, and that made a 22-year journey or 21-year journey with uh, with that. They all thought I was going to die. So if they, if they voted for when they voted for me, they didn't expect me to be around long enough to make any difference. <laughs> They're kind of like, well, we'll see how it works out. He's yeah. going to die here soon anyway. That's right. <laughs> Just do the loving thing, take him in, but pray for him and then watch him die. <laughs> But I had a, I had another thing that really was neat though. I had a very strong supporting wife. Now my wife is a woman of faith. Uh, her parents were a woman, women, uh, people of faith, and um, she's had five back surgeries and just recovering right now from the fifth one, and it was a pretty extensive one. And does she get a little aggravated sometimes? Yeah, she likes to be a doer. She likes to help other people. She can't do that now, <laughs> you yeah. know. And it aggravates her, but her faith has been maintained real strong, and that's a good thing. That's a that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. thing. A Both beautiful. of you together, Mike and yeah. Sharon, have been an incredible model yeah. of what it means to go through suffering mm-hmm. and difficulty and pain and mm-hmm. what the Bible would say, tribulation and trials, yeah. and you have stood the test. Yeah. You have been faithful. Well, we tried. And uh, you're not not perfect, yeah, no. not perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've been a great example to to me and to my family, mm-hmm. and we are forever grateful. Right. Forever grateful. We we we, we now uh, when Kristen was diagnosed, we we would. But we'll look at Mike Graham, you know. <laughs> the man is uh, the Energizer Bunny. Keeps going and going. Your wife was a special lady, so <laughs> yes, she I was. Always, always love her. <laughs> she was well, uh, Rich. Let, let's go back to you. How how did Sherry? Uh, you, you mentioned in the last segment how she was really uh, would would have to speak truth to you and really mm-hmm. encourage you, and sometimes have some tough love. Yes. How did you handle that? Um, I, I, did you tell her say, "Shut up, honey. You don't <laughs> you don't know what I'm going through." <laughs> no, no. Actually, I was very, very appreciative of uh, you know her support, and uh, I. It's kind of, it's very comforting mm. uh, to have uh, you know your wife look at you and give you that tough love. I mean, you, you would think that you'd get angry, right? No, I, I'm gonna you know I'm handling it the way. But no, it's it's extremely comforting, and and you kind of you kind of I don't know if if I, how to describe it. It's almost like a, a it's almost like a child getting comfort from a parent, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Now, now God really used this whole journey really to turn your heart toward Him. Yes. I, I, I mean, a lot of times when when difficulty and pain and and trials come our way. This, especially the really severe ones, many times it can 
we, we choose to push ourselves away from God yes. or draw near to God. And in yes. your case, you drew near to him. Yes, yes. I, before my diagnosis, um, I was mm, more or less uh, 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 isolated myself. Uh, I didn't have friends. The friends that I had were just family and maybe Sherry's friends. Um, but I did not have my own uh, personal friends. So I was kind of isolated, and I did that on purpose. Uh, that because before I was diagnosed, I, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was living in in my own sin, right? Mm. And uh, isolating myself helped me um, be able to live in that sin. Yeah, that's a cl- uh, classic sign of when we're isolated. The the devil loves that. Oh, absolutely, loves absolutely. it. But yeah. God really, God really used this to draw you to Himself. Yes, He did. He changed my heart um, where I didn't necessarily like people before I was diagnosed. I love people now, um, and I want to, you know, He's He's given me a very very strong servant heart, um, and I, um, you know, I'll do anything to get out there and help. People, no matter what they at, they're asking for, uh, uh, you know, I get out there and I'm, I want to help them. And um, you've helped me, brother. <laughs> 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 Listeners, uh, this guy uh, here he is got cancer, and uh, my wife and I we just got married, and uh, he helped Nancy and I move uh, her all her stuff and all my stuff, and and I'm I'm like going, my goodness, this guy's got. He's got cancer for the last five and a half years, and he's out there lifting stuff and carrying stuff and hauling. And uh, it brings me a lot of joy to help people, you know. And uh, I, I like to say that, um, you know, when you face death, you learn a lot about life. And uh, what I learned was uh, the importance of life. And for me, it's God, family, and friends, and to serve those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that 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 was the transformation that God did uh, with my heart. He changed me from a, a hermit to a person who loves people and wants to do anything for them. Uh, you know, I mean, what you're describing really is you began to have a kingdom mindset that this I, I I'm going to leave this earth, and it's it's at when the, at the diagnosis it's sooner rather than later, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Mike Graham, who lives, you know, <laughs> you know, through 28 years of cancer, true inspiration. Yes, but but um, <laughs> I, you you were faced with your own mortality, yes, mm-hmm. and that changes us. Absolutely, yes. It 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 shows you the truth too. Um, I don't I don't I don't know. You know, for me, it was um, I, I, I had this huge big passion to make a good out of a bad. Um, and, and that that was a driving force for me, wow. uh, and that that got me involved in all the stuff that I'm involved in now with helping others, helping and, others, and, and through the grief and sorrow and yes. pain and yeah. yes, yes, wow. And, and um, you know that that was my driving force. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to hear one more segment of Mike and Rich and talk more about their cancer journey. And we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. We are having a men's event on November the 3rd. For more details on that, it is free. It is four guys, and it is a free dinner and a free show taping. Uh, go to our Facebook page, and you can look that up, and RSVP there. We'd love to have you. It's a listener appreciation night, and we are talking today with Mike Graham and Rich Lamaster, and we're talking about cancer and living with cancer. And, uh, you know, newsflash, if you did not know this, you are going to die. And everybody is going to die in some capacity, in some, not some capacity, some way. We don't know how. That's the thing. I think that's the thing that people wrestle with. How am I going to die? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die of cancer if you get cancer. Mike Graham's living proof of that. He's been living with cancer for 28 years. A bus might get him today. <laughs> we don't know. Wouldn't that be a bummer? <laughs> but anyway, the point is, we're going to talk this next segment. Kurt's going to talk more about living with cancer, but more importantly, maybe even dying with cancer. Yeah, so you know, guys, we're gonna wrap up with, uh, how, how do we prepare to die? And because as Chad said, we, we are all going to die. And we don't like to think about that, but the reality is we, we need to. The, the Bible says it is appointed man once to die, and then the judgment. And I'll never forget the, the day that I sat down with Kristen, and, and she had a, it was a month before she passed, and I said, honey, you're going to plan your funeral, and I'm going to plan mine, and, and so that we're, we're, we're ready, because I could still die before you. Sure. And so, but how, how have you guys managed that? Well, I, um, <clears throat> I don't have a fear of dying anymore. I really don't. Um, in fact, I look forward to it sometimes. Um, when I first found out I had cancer, yeah, it bothered me. You know, what's going to happen with my wife? What's going to happen with my kids? I had two kids in college. I had grandchildren uh, I knew were coming down the road. And, um, you know, you worry about those kinds of things. But um, if you believe in Christ and he's your personal Savior, it doesn't make any difference because he's going to take you whenever he wants you however he wants you and you're going to have a home in heaven you know and I look at the Bible and the Bible looks like it's going to be heaven's going to be a pretty nice place you know? <laughs> it just looks like it's going to be a pretty nice place and so my wife and I talk about this and we're both ready for whoever dies first you know we've made all the legal preparations and all that kind of good stuff but we recognize, just as Chad said, we're, we're going to go sometime, you know, and uh, um, I think I have a better chance of going before she does because of the nature of my illnesses, but uh, I haven't heard of too many people dying of back surgery, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know the problem is, is that there's, like I said, you can go out and be hit by a car or a truck, you know. And I exercise on a regular basis, and I try to eat right, and I take care of my sugar and my cholesterol and my blood pressure. And sometimes you, you think, well, why am I doing all this, you know? <laughs> You're and, prolonging things, Mike. I know. <laughs> Somebody told me that. And then a friend of mine told me that God wasn't ready for me yet, and that mm. didn't help set anything. <laughs> but um, I, think, um, I think we just have to, you know, I'm looking at a little cup here. It says, let's face it. Um, um, and I think we have to face it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have to face death. And we have to know that it's a reality, you know, unless Christ would come while we're still alive. But uh, I don't know what the chances of that are. I have no idea when the timing is. But we need to be prepared. 
and prepared spiritually. We need to be prepared psychologically. We need to be prepared socially. We need to involve our family in that preparation. Um, so you and Sharon, you've yeah. talked about this. We have talked about it. We've talked to our kids about it. We've you know, set them all up the way we wanted it set up. We've talked to our grandkids about it. There's no secrets in our family about dying, you know, and it's just, um, it's, it's, a, it's a way of life. Mm. You know, so um, we, um, we're ready to go, you know. That's awesome. Rich, <laughs> what about you? How have you talked with Sherry and dialogued about dying? Well, we've actually had the, uh, some of the similar conversations that Mike and his wife have had, and, and we both know that we're going to die. Right. We both know that at some point, uh, either one of us and uh, neither one of us are going to escape death. Nobody escapes death. Right. Uh, so uh, we're we have had conversations. She always tells me that she wants to be the one to die first. <laughs> uh, I'll tell her I'll try to accommodate that. But I don't know. <laughs> but I guess how we prepare uh, for this is is first for me personally. Uh, you know, I just get I get out there and I want to try to do as much as possible um, that I can on a daily basis uh, that I know God is wanting me to do. Uh, you know, helping people, um, making sure I, I talk to people uh, that might not have a relationship with Christ and try to bring as many people uh, to him as, as possible. Try, just try to be the face of Christ for people who might not know him. You are maximizing your time. I'm maximizing your time, yeah. And I have no idea. It could be tomorrow. It could be 28 years mm. from now or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten to the point to where um, I, I, I've told a lot of people this, that, that I never, ever want to be labeled as a guy who lost his battle with cancer. Mm -hmm. If cancer is what takes me, fine. But... Um, I don't want to be labeled as, as a guy who lost his battle with cancer because I know my reward. So the preparation is all for the people who are left after I die. Yes. So we, um, you know, I'm working on finances and I'm working on uh, uh, having Sherry be okay with what happens uh, with her life after I'm gone. Um, talk about family who will support her uh, and, and just my whole focus is basically on her, uh, preparing her for me to be gone and, and her still living on um, financially, spiritually, um, in every way possible. Emotionally, yeah, the, Emotionally. Whole, the whole package. Oh, that's, yes. Wow, that's, yeah. that is wisdom. Guys, that, yeah. is, that is great wisdom. And listeners, if you have never talked about this, just listen to this show with your spouse and begin the conversations begin the dialogue because the bible says it it is appointed to man wants to die that we will all die but if our hope and our faith is in jesus christ the bible teaches that we are thou citizens of heaven and Amen. we e and we eagerly await Amen. a savior from there and we're supposed to persevere though we Amen. should not be quitters absolutely and uh, Mike, and you are not a quitter. <laughs> not a quitter. <laughs> I, 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 out of all the people that I have visited in the hospital in 25 years of pastoral ministry, I have never seen a guy 
who has this persevering, enduring. Uh, you you are so. Did you tell the story about you told me yesterday about when you went to pray for him when he was in the hospital yes. already? Okay, I just yeah, um, I just Lord take him. <laughs> it was you who said that. It's good to know if I need somebody to pray for me. Kurt's gonna be going that route. Jeez. Lord, just take him, and here he is. How many years later? Almost just three decades later. Yeah, well, Gosh. guys, it, it, I can't tell you what what a joy it is to see you, to have you in the, in the studio, and to, and to be a part of this show. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you for coming in. I, I can't believe our time is up. Um, but I want you to pray. And Mike, would you pray? Yeah. Pray for our listeners. Pray for our men, that we would be men who would have perseverance and endurance like you have modeled for us. And I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for uh, reprioritizing your life to follow fully after Jesus in the midst of all the junk that you have had. To, and and we as, as guys need examples to follow. And uh, we're just so grateful, so grateful for your life. So, Mike, would you pray for us? Sure. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity we've had today that uh, Rich and I have had to share with uh, the men in the audience, and even with uh, Chad and Kurt here. And Father, I thank you for the men who listen today. I thank you for their lives. And Father, I would just ask that you would uh, give them the, the relationship with you, and that they would seek the relationship with you that they need to feel free in Christ and to look forward to uh, a day down the road, which we don't know when it's gonna be, but a day when they'll stand before you and be welcomed into your kingdom. Father, I pray for these men, that they will take this issue of, of dying seriously, and that they'll do the things, the preparations and things that are necessary to make that happen. And Father, if they have friends or other family members who are going through things, that they'll have the boldness to speak up to them and mm-hmm. encourage them to do the same thing, Lord. We love you, and we honor you, and we just pray that your will will be done in each of our lives. Thank you for the, what we've done today, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we've uh, talked today to Mike and Rich. Who, they're not going to die, really. They're going to pass. <laughs> That's the truth. And and we're going to pass. continue to live. Yes. And and living until we pass away into that, that life. And uh, anyway, thank Mike and Rich for coming in. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One, L&N Credit Union. And uh, we are going to have a listener appreciation event. We'd love to have you come out. And thank you for listening. If you're listening right now, we are inviting you to come November the 3rd. Uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. at Iron Bell Ministries. Go to our Facebook page and you can get more information about that. So, for Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, this is Chad Russell. We thank you for listening again to Solid Steps Radio. With every step I-